0: Welcome to Tech News of the Week with your host, Jasmine McMillan, Seamstress for the Stars. Welcome to Tomahawk Network of Wednesdays. Isn't yeah. Thursdays? Oh, wow. That was incredibly wrong. Moving on. This is our weekly Tech News short podcast that comes out on Thursdays. And we're going to start with a story about Web3, but don't run away because it's ranty and fun. Web adoption could come from startups. So says an article published on TechCrunch Plus last week, which is behind a paywall. And I refuse to read the entire thing because it is stupid on its face and clearly someone hasn't gotten the memo about Web3 yet. The portion above the fold that I can read starts with, quote, as the race for enterprise adoption in Web3 accelerates, end quote. And I'm just going to stop you there, Um, Jacqueline Melanek. No one outside of the Web3 echo chamber is saying that. With the exception of a few diehard NFT holdouts, crypto true believers, and the most desperate of con artists, the evidence that Web3 is enterprise focused uh, the, the booming NFT. The article says the booming NFT market from Nike and Starbucks. Which, what? In fairness to Jacqueline, she has to cover the Web three space for TechCrunch, and this rainbows and sunshines delusion is coming from deep within the echo chamber that is Korea Blockchain Week. It's a whole week dedicated to a nascent technology that has found an awkward fit in niche use cases so small that leptons are like, damn, you tiny. The overwhelming reality is that Web3 fervor has dried up and now everyone is gushing about AI, which may be so hyped up at this point that Flava flavor is on notice, but at least it has real world applications. Horribly dystopian applications? Sure, but real world nonetheless. Did I write a whole post to complain about a ridiculous article I barely read? Yes. Does that describe most Web3 adherents? Also yes.
1: Another weird conference thing is happening in Philadelphia. Hmm. So, hot on the heels of the upcoming October 2nd, 3rd DevOps Day conference. Which has
0: now been postponed until May 2024. What? Yeah. (sighs)
1: <sighs> that we talked about a few weeks ago and I totally forgot about. Another local conference is happening in the city of Brotherly Love. Well, conference might not be the right word. Hmm. This one is called the Bar Camp Philly, which is where innovation meets community, apparently. And hmm. they call it an unconference. So the idea here is interesting. There is not so much a set schedule per se. Basically, everybody who is coming can come with some cards that have a listing of ideas that they might want to talk about. It is usually tech-centered, but it doesn't have to be. The group of attendees then decides what and when the topics of conversation will be so there's voting and networking and Mm. i assume burned coffee always don't you love networking anyway as a concept it actually seems kind of fun or it could be a complete disaster which could also be kind of fun yeah and as a benefit, the full price ticket is only $15. So if this kind of thing is your jam, baby, sign up and show up at Wharton, which is on Penn's campus, on November 18th. Hmm, I might just have
0: to do that. You know, the reason I know that the DevOps Days conference was postponed is because I actually submitted two talks. And I got back an email saying, we've moved it.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. Did they say why?
0: I don't think they had enough uh, vendor support and sponsorship yet. Ah. And they were trying to get, build up more before they held the conference. So it could be a proper one. I think. Think crypto was bad for the environment? AI says, hold my alcoholic containment vessel. Courtesy of the register comes a recent white paper from French multinational national company Schneider Electric. No relation to the multinational asshat, Rob Schneider. The (laughs) The paper takes a closer look at the coming power demands for AI workloads and boy, do they love some energy. We've been through this before with cryptocurrency, which also ate up Electricity on massive rigs full of GPUs for highly dubious purposes. Now, the GPUs remain, as does the dubiousness of said workloads, but I digress. AI workloads generally need two things. Power-hungry GPUs to train models and high-speed networks to coordinate training runs between said GPUs. And when I say high-speed, I'm talking greater than 900 gigabits per second. In fact, the goal is to keep GPUs as close together as possible with minimum latency, which leads to extremely high rack density. How dense? Consider the average rack in a data center runs at about 10 to 20 kilowatts. And 20 kilowatts would be at the high end. These servers are running at 10 kilowatts per server. Schneider posits that power delivery to the racks will need to be scaled up accordingly, and overall power requirements of data centers will spike as well. What about all the heat built up by these GPUs? Liquid cooling is the natural answer, which is a nightmare to set up and maintain. But with all the money being poured into AI right now, where there's a billion, there's a
1: way. move it breach from god a long ass time ago <laughs> continues to wreak havoc y'all remember the whole ServiceNow hack that kind of broke like a thousand companies yeah. that wasn't the first supply chain type of attack but it was certainly a pretty high profile one well hot on its heels we had another one move it a company that sells well actually it's progress sells move it which is secure file transfer software and it suffered a major exploit over Memorial Day weekend and the effects are still being seen in general if the software was open to the internet which it usually is since it's file transfer software it was (laughs) compromisable and regularly compromised at Mm -hmm. the time Shodan identified 2510 possible move-in targets Move it targets. I guess also move in for like Mm -hmm. bad actors. Move in, Ah, look around, ah. take whatever you want. Yeah. Recent publicity announced victims as wide ranging as the BBC, Shell Australia, Radisson Hotels, and Johns Hopkins University. Mm. Did I mention that this exploit happened five freaking months ago? You may have. In addition to these, some high-profile victims have been, and continue to be, banks, and bank customers are apparently displeased. Displeased enough, in fact, to sue. A class action complaint was filed in Massachusetts on the 7th of September, alleging that the defendants, in this case, Fidelity, Bank of America, Corbridge Financial, F&G Annuities, the pension benefit company, and of course, move its owner, Progress Software. The suit alleges negligence and that the defendants have, quote, done little to provide affected customers with relief, unquote, which is probably true. People I know who would qualify as plaintiffs have either gotten A, nothing, or B, a free credit monitoring service subscription, which as we all know, is effectively the same as A. So it's extremely early days, we will see if this suit ever goes anywhere, but me personally, I am not believing that I will get the usual $1.74 windfall until I see it.
0: Yep, that sounds about right. Why is it that a free credit monitoring subscription is like the thing that they offer? Like at least buy me, I don't know, a a case of Tasty Cakes or something. Something I would actually want
1: you mean you don't that's want it. a free monitoring service
0: i already have 10 and i don't <laughs> use any of them because they're all awful and they'll probably leak my data anyway
1: Yeah, they all also ironically use move it
0: of course they do well that's it that's all we have to say go away now bye <laughs>